1: Ryan
0: Pace has done such an amazing job of building the last 3 years. We have a lot of depth. We feel like we're going to have a great opportunity offensively to to do what we need to do and the time is now. We know that. It's
1: Hogan Johns. Come Sunday. Monday, Thursday, wherever time it is, we prepared. Like my success doesn't really matter as much as the team's success. You can
0: feel the energy, the juice,
2: the swag coming back. It's a fun time to be a Chicago Bear. From NBC NBC Sports Chicago, it's Adam Adam, Hogan. You are the father, Daddy. And from the From the Athletic, it's Adam Adam Johns. It truly is Beauty and the Beast. I might add a handsome Beast to that. It's the Adams. The Adams converge. Hogan Johns. It's Packer Week. What's up? Welcome in Hogan Johns with you breaking down what I believe is a very significant game against Green Bay, both small picture and this season and big picture beyond. Uh, it's time for the Bears to make some movement in this series. Welcome in. This podcast is brought to you by Direct TV Stream. Get your TV together with the best of live and on demand. Learn more at directtv.com. What's up, Johns? What's going on? Week six, Packers, Bears. It does make a week six matchup feel a little bit more important, does it not? It does, and I appreciate the early season matchup. It's still early season. But like last year, they we had, both games were played in December last year. Yeah, kind of odd, right? Or the second one was in January technically, but like they didn't even see worse. the Packers until December. <laughs> it was a well, I don't mind the end of season matchup against Green Bay. It's just let's spread them out a little bit more. They played too close together. Yeah. yeah, well,
3: you know, you always got to have <laughs> our trip to Minneapolis at the end of the season, so you got to make oh, sure that's well, on there
2: again this year. I think that game occurs in March, with the way the season keeps getting pushed back. So, eventually, they keep adding games. That game against Minneapolis will get played in the summer, and we will finally get to enjoy the nice summer weather of Minnesota. But uh, in, for now, in it's... In year, en- what, 2033? Literally every year, you and I have covered the team. We've never been... It's never been nice weather in Minnesota when that game gets played. It's a great town. I love it. It's what, I'm, I'm going there on the bye week. Like I love Minnesota, but it's like... It's better in the summer, just like Chicago. People don't want to come to Chicago in December, although you could still get like the Christmas. I don't want to drive to Green Bay in the winter either. But here we go again. Green Bay is kind of the same year round, if we're being honest. Um, Welcome in. It is. I got all kinds talk begin. I got all kinds of shots this week. We're about to play one of them. Apparently, I didn't actually mean it as a shot. It's just sort of a fact, but I guess it came off that way. So. uh, lots to talk about our our buddy Mike Heller you've heard him on the podcast before we love talking to him about the packers he'll be on the preview uh this game and uh, we'll we'll jump into the matchups make our picks some good games around the NFL this week too decent one even tonight Decent one, I guess. Bucks and Eagles. I like the Eagles. Jalen Hurts is fun to watch. So uh, plenty to get to here on the podcast. Welcome in. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E. He's at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. Let's see. I got a film review up this morning on the uh, physical nature of some of the blocks that were made. It's like a different team. It's about time, right? It's about time. I mean some of these highlights were just some pancakes.
3: Awesome. I know like the James Daniels one is the viral clip, but I feel like Jason Peters delivers at least one per game where he's putting some defender on his back.
2: Yeah. It was like a freight train coming through. Jimmy Graham's getting involved, running over multiple guys. It's like, okay, that's a pretty good sign that this thing is um kind of contagious and At least in that game, it was. And now you got to keep that going this week against the Packers. So you can find that at NBCSportsChicago.com. Johnsy's coverage, the Fishman's coverage, all up on TheAthletic.com. Slash Hogan Johns. And you can watch us on YouTube. Check out our shirts, ObviousShirts.com. Plenty to get to there. All right. So um, kind of an interesting angle that was brought up immediately in Justin Fields' Press conference. I'll admit I didn't really think about it this way, but the guy did play in the Michigan Ohio State rivalry, which is a good one. Now he's one game, but yeah. Well, that's the thing. It was only one game because they didn't play last year. He did demolish Michigan though, and um. So anyway, this was going around Twitter yesterday, and I I think Dan Weeder asked the original question, just like kind of playing in the rivalry, and then uh, this is got the audio for you. This was uh, my follow up. Unfortunately, the Bears yeah. are kind of the Michigan in this rivalry against the Packers. What's happening? <laughs> I guess, what's your, what do you feel like is the key to be a part of this, turning that around?
1: Uh, executing and uh, making plays. Um, of course, we know they're talented on offense and defense, so um, it's just going to come down to executing and making plays.
3: The best part of that is not what was said, but what you could actually see from Justin Fields. He did not move. No. He did not move. I don't think he
2: appreciated your your comparison. And neither did Hubarkish. Well, so I'll play the beginning of it again. Might have to turn it up a little bit here. So, let's see if you can hear it. Justin, Unfortunately, said, the Bears uh, are kind of a Michigan in this rivalry against the Packers. <laughs> what's the... What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> I guess, what's your... So, I'll be honest. Like, I... I I didn't mean that as a shot. It's just a fact. It was just like me following up from one question to the other. Like, dude, the bears are Michigan in this rivalry. If not worse over a three decade span, it's probably even worse. And, uh, you played at Ohio state, you know, about being uh, the Aaron Rodgers of this rivalry, right? So how are you going to flip it? Like, I think it was a fair question. And so I don't know. I did, but, um, You know, if it pissed off Justin Fields, you're welcome, Bears fans. (laughs) There you go. Also pissed off Hub Arkish. Well, Hub, yeah. Hub's a Michigan guy, so he Michigan fan. Yes.
3: Yeah. We'll we'll occasionally wear big shirts with big M's on them to Alice Hall. But
2: It's probably good he interjected because otherwise it might have been a little awkward because Justin was just staring like straight into my soul. (laughs) That's the best part.
3: Yeah. Be sure to watch the video because it's on Twitter everywhere is he doesn't move (laughs) literally doesn't move
2: and I saw some of those tweets like Bears Bears reporter trying to joke about I'm telling you that wasn't a joke I was like it's just a true fact you got to embrace it now what I will say is I I would be very encouraged by Justin Fields reaction to that like I think it was telling I think it was uh, oh he didn't like it didn't seem to like it is it getting darker where you are? Like, is there a solar eclipse going on? <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah if you're
2: watching on YouTube right now, John's, I don't, I think he has the lights off. There's what is going on with you? Passing storm clouds. I'm using natural
3: light. Well, so, so I do these in my I, So am I. Like, yeah. I don't have well, a, I don't well, have a light. a few miles apart light. here in the, you know, the Northeast part of Illinois. It's it looks now. like I'm in Florida though, and you're in Alaska in January. There are a lot of clouds outside. Rainy day. I could turn
2: on the light for you. No, no, it's fine. I just, it's you know, got to entertain our YouTube crowd. There we go. There we Look go. At this, the brightness. You've seen the light. Um, I don't know. It, it, big picture wise, though, Justin Fields oh entering this this rivalry seems like a significant deal, and um, I I and I think even more like smaller picture to this season. Regardless of who's playing quarterback, the big question is, maybe we should be doing this in big questions, but just like, can the Bears keep this momentum going? I think the timing of this game is very interesting. You're one game back in the North. You lose, you fall two games back. You win, you're right there back up there with the Packers. And I think you're kind of announcing yourself as a legitimate contender in this division. It seems like an important game. Like, I know it's mid-October, but... It's a pretty important game. Matt Nagy is selling it as what a
3: great opportunity. He tried That's the couch a little yeah. bit because it is early in the season, mid October, week six. Yeah, yeah, it's a big one for him. He's only beaten the Bears or beaten the Packers once.
0: So take that and think about that for a little bit.
2: One and five, very good, good against.
0: Very good against the
3: rest
2: of the division. I saw Matt Lafleur's record though against the North is twelve and one helps to have 12 at one. I was gonna, you know, <laughs> we're, we're going to hear from Mike Heller here in a little bit. I was on his show yesterday and he asked me like it, an interesting question. I didn't really thought about, but he asked me like what the outside view of Matt LaFleur is. And I'm, and I'm kind of like, well, it's like hard to give Matt LaFleur too much credit. Cause it's just like, everything goes back to Aaron Rodgers. I feel correct. Like. But I like, it's like, I don't know. There's nothing wrong with Matt LaFleur. I don't, Think anyone has a strong opinion about him at this point? It's just it's it's Aaron Rodgers.
3: It's already a great player. Is he making him greater? I don't know. I think he needs a Super Bowl for that to come to fruition. Go Bears. Isn't that isn't that the expectation?
2: Um, yeah, absolutely. That's it, right? If if you and Mike wanna, McCarthy won a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, and most people don't consider him to be that great of a coach. There you go. Um. All right. Let's do this. Let's uh, get a little bit more insight on the Green Bay Packers, shall we? And Mike Heller, bring him in. Find out what's going on with this team that started off horrendously against the New Orleans Saints in week one, but is now 4-1 and, and have turned things around. But quite frankly, very lucky to be 4-1 after Mason Crosby missed all those kicks last week before finally making the game winner. So we bring him in, Mike Heller. Follow him on Twitter, at Heller Sports. And you can hear him. On your radio dial if you're up in Wisconsin or as I like to do during Packer Week, stream you guys online. Yep. Mike, here we go again. Another Bears-Packers game. A little bit different this time because Justin Fields is involved. I think that should add something to this uh, rivalry going forward. Um, but I think the big question is how long is Aaron Rodgers going to be a part of this thing? So yeah. where are the Packers right now after that crazy offseason? They're sitting 4-1. and Things seem pretty good right now, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think so. You know, they, they got off to a, a lousy start against New Orleans in week one. But since then, they, they have been um, really good, uh, you know, not just good, but but really good. There's a red zone issue on both sides, offensively, defensively, we'll get to in a couple of minutes. But um, but they have been the Rodgers. Devontae Adams connection has been Ridiculous. Uh, I think they account for 73% of their offense right now, um, which is that's a little dangerous. But uh, until somebody stops that, the, the Rogers thing is really interesting, Adam, because I don't think he's going to be here next year. But some of that is results driven. Um, it, it's going to be a really interesting season into another off season. But my expectation is when they lopped the final year off the contract, that it was the out clause. And I think that there's going to be an out.
3: What did the, the, the saints do in week one? Would you just consider that week one wackiness? Cause I don't know if the saints are really that good. Maybe their defense is okay. But if you, if you look back at that game, what can yeah. the bears draw from it? Especially when it comes to running the football.
1: I think that was the casualty, John, of the offseason. I I thought it was a poorly prepared game plan on Green Bay's part. Um, I I thought that the scheme that New Orleans brought, Aaron and and Matt Lafleur talked about it after week one, that uh, it's not what New Orleans has done to them defensively in the past. They went too high safeties and dared the Packers to get the ball out quickly and for Aaron to take the first easy, correct read He didn't do it. They didn't do it. Um, So all day long, uh, it was an odd game. I think the Packers had two possessions in the first half and they were nothings. Um, And then they got out of their game plan because the defense wasn't good again, good enough against new Orleans. I I, I think that's what we've seen since then is that green Bay has, especially with offensive line injuries, they went to quick rhythm throws Uh, I believe in the game against San Francisco Uh, Aaron's average throw time was less than two and a half seconds and his numbers were amazing. And it's what a lot of us who are sometimes critical of this future first ballot hall of Famer. um, When we've been critical, it's that Aaron bypasses the good waiting for the great. And that's caused him problems in the past. It either forces throwaways or there's a sack. He doesn't throw interceptions, but Uh, In week one, they waited too long, and since then, they've gone quick rhythm, and they've mixed it up really well against uh, good defenses. So, And I think Matt said earlier, Matt Lafleur said earlier this week that the Bears defense will be the best defense they've faced so far. Some of that might be game week because San Francisco's got pretty good defense, but I also think they believe it.
2: Yeah, I think that that's probably the case. I mean, the the Bears' defense has been pretty impressive the last few weeks, um, and they they lead the league in sacks right now. So that's interesting to hear you say the that little nugget about getting the ball out quickly and how much that actually was a good thing because I think that's what they're going to have to do in this matchup against the Bears. Because um, one of the things you'll see, Mike, is like Robert Quinn's just a completely different player than he was last year, and yeah. that's that's making Khalil Mack a lot better. So the the pass rush is there. Um, and I, I guess then what's your expectation for how much success that they can have? Because the Bears' secondary is still young. And as we've seen so many times in these matchups, it doesn't necessarily matter how good the bears defense is. Roger seems to find his shots yeah. downfield and make the big plays anyway.
1: Yeah. I think when green Bay's on offense, uh, well, here's the, the overall challenge I think of the game is that the bears are going to have to score. Because I I think even as good as the Bears' defense is, unless there are anomalies in this, the Packers and Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are going to get their points. So, uh, And to that point, we talk about Aaron through the air. uh, Their offense is so often predicated on the commitment to Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon on the ground. And when they commit to it, the Packers are really tough to stop uh Jones I still think is one of the top 3 running backs in the league AJ Dillon is is emerging and the way he runs people over uh he, he is he's a big fella and he doesn't go down easily it's a really good thunder and lightning kind of combination in, in the running game um and I I just think that here's the I was talking about red zone so the Packers a year ago offensively scored touchdowns on 70 uh, between 75 and 77% of their red zone opportunities on offense. That's down to 55 right now. I think it was 77 a year ago. It's 55 now. That's a precipitous drop. And conversely, the Packers defense has not gotten a stop in the red zone. Every red zone entrance of the opponent has been a touchdown this year. So something's going to have to change there too. Green Bay's banged up. Uh, certainly on defense with Jair Alexander out again. Um, it's, and and no, no, um, no Zedaria Smith all season yet. So, probably the two best defenders that Green Bay can put on the field. Uh, one has not played this year, and one's not going to play for a few weeks. In Jair Alexander,
3: Mike, kind of going off that, are, are the Packers? Good at stopping the run. If you look at the the regular stats, I think they, they rank 11th. If you get into the advanced stuff from like football outsiders, I think they drop all the way down to the late 20s. I'm just curious, um, considering the injuries and whatnot, how would you gauge their ability to, to stop the run? Because we know the Bears are going to go into this game trying to yeah. establish the running backs.
1: Yeah, I think they've been pretty good, John. I, th- I think that they've been pretty good against the run. And I think the Packers' defense has been pretty good In its uh, totality, other than the red zone, which is really hard to figure. But between the 20s, Green Bay's defense has been really uh, pretty good. The the problem is, honestly, is that Jair Alexander, a lot of times, takes away a third of the field, and he's not playing. Eric Stokes is a really good rookie defensive back. I think they have learned to love him. He's their top choice. Um, But he's a rookie, so he's going to make mistakes. Uh, I think Adrian Amos, you guys are familiar, he kind of captains this defense and um, and they're getting some linebacker help. I don't know if Jalen Smith is going to play. If he does, I don't know how much he'll play. The new acquisition from Dallas a week ago getting acclimated to the system. Um, but I, I do, to answer your original question, I don't think other teams have been fully committed to the ground against Green Bay, so it's hard to measure uh, and, and maybe we'll get a better measure on Sunday?
2: One thing I'm hearing in this conversation is the over. Sounds uh sounds pretty good on Sunday. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: uh, right? Uh Johns, I know you had a fun question that you wanted to ask, so why don't you go ahead and oh, do it? Oh yeah, now? yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Mike, Aaron Rodgers couldn't do it. And I think this is uh a, a fun part of the conversation this week with Justin Fields coming uh up next in line for the Bears quarterbacks. Um can you name all 16 quarterbacks that have started for the bears since Aaron Rodgers took over in
1: 2008. No, no, I can't. And I was, I used this stat yesterday on, uh, on my show after we talked to Adam, um, that since 92, the bears have started 20 quarterbacks in this rivalry and the Packers have started three. Um, I was trying to figure out who the third was for green Bay because it was Favre, Rogers. And then I don't know in the the two Rodgers injury years, if that was the third starter, it's Brett Hundley. To be. It's Brett Hundley. I remember that. Game. Hundley. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Hundley versus Trubisky was it not? And John's, we gotta wait a minute. We gotta figure out what the number because I, I looked this up yesterday. I got eleven. Are you sure it's sixteen? I think it's eleven. Well, it, it depends if you're going against the Packers, who have just started in general for the Bears. That's the difference. That's the semantic difference.
2: Oh, I don't know. Well, anyway, I looked up. I looked up the eleven quarterbacks, and like I looked, at, literally looked them up yesterday for a story I was writing, and I still can't remember them all, even though I looked it up yesterday. But I do know that there's some fun, fun names on there, like, like Todd Collins and Brian Hoyer and guys like that. It's just a, uh, it's a, it's a never-ending list. And for yeah, the pa- and- Packers, it's. I, I don't. It's. It's on one one end. It's insane how many of the Bears quarterbacks. But part of what makes this amazing is like I think it's actually more insane that for the Packers it's basically yep. been two.
1: Yeah, that that that's the part that that is stunning to me is that that the Green Bay has gone really since 90, 1992 with two starting quarterbacks and on the Rodgers a couple of uh, collarbone uh, injury seasons they've had to go to others. But um You know, and and Scott Tolzien is in there and Hundley is in there. And, um, you know, they just they didn't find any success when they had to go away. But it is I do think it's more extraordinary that Green Bay has gone with two starting quarterbacks over the last 29 years. Wow. I mean, that that's extraordinary. And a lot of fans didn't like the rhetoric. And I'm not talking about a handful of vocal minority I would say that the crowd split on Packers fan base on anti Rodgers in the off season was 50, 50. Like there was about 50% of Packers fans that said, get him out of here. He doesn't want to be here. Go ahead. Let's bring on next. And it, like I said, it wasn't a small vocal minority. I thought it was a 50, 50 split. Now when the season goes on and you see how um, amazingly, 12 plays the position. I think some of that split probably goes away, but we've had this conversation before. Aaron has never been beloved by the fan base. His performance is, but the guy has never resonated with Packers fans away from the 60 minutes of football every week. And even then he's had some detractors just from a body language or facial expression, things of that nature. So, in that extraordinary, man, but listen, yeah. But that's because he's, he,
2: he's, he's good, Jay Cutler. I've always said that. He is, he's a good version
1: of Jay Cutler. Yep.
2: Yeah. Be
1: there's careful a lot what to you that. wish for. That, that whole quarterback. Yeah, I know. I
3: know. It, be, be, the whole, the continuity, consistency, whatever you want to call it, a quarterback, it's changed the rivalry. Because before Favre, yeah. I mean, that was the, the, the 80 Bears that kind of,
1: Separated yeah, uh, themselves the,
3: for a bit, and then what was it a few years ago? The bear, uh, the Packers finally took over the win-loss record in this. Yeah, rivalry. now they're up by
2: six, I think. Yes.
1: Yeah, and I do think that the singular difference has been quarterback. Now you can go much deeper. The Packers have had great coaching and leadership. Um, you know, the run of general managers from Ron Wolf to Ted Thompson, and and I know that now that the jury is out for some on Gugukunst, but the the leadership standpoint has been pretty good and consistent too, but you don't need to to get too deep into that. This has been about quarterback play.
2: All right, Mike, what's your uh, thought on a prediction for this week?
1: Yeah, I still think Green Bay uh, is is the better team. Here's the issue um, is that their injuries defensively have really added up, and that makes it nervy. But Green Bay is going to score 30 points. Can the Bears score 30 points? You know, so to me, I've got Green Bay winning 34-21, 34-24, maybe a 10-point, 13-point game. I still think the Green Bay is going to score. They've got most of their elements working offensively. Still miss Dave Bakhtiari. Uh, Elton Jenkins, I'm not sure he's an iffy, um, but getting better. But the way they run the ball with Aaron Jones, the way they run it with with Dylan, the way they throw it with Barb, the, the way Adams can uh, just change what a defense has to do. And Bobby Tunyon can do some things, too. I just like Green Bay to score more than 30, and I don't think the Bears can.
2: I agree. If they score 30 points, the Packers are winning, for sure. Uh, all right, We appreciate it, Mike. Always appreciate the time. Follow him on Twitter, at Heller Sports. You can hear them on Heller and Davis 97.3, the game in Milwaukee, Fox Sports 1070, the game in Madison and all over the state of Wisconsin. Appreciate it, Mike.
1: All right, boys. Glad to do it.
2: Thanks, Mike. Looking for
0: an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right you can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
3: When you're hiring for your small business, you wanna find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Because when you're looking for a job, Hogan Johns fans, you want the best experience possible. No questions left to answer and sketchy websites to navigate around. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites.
2: All right, well, that was interesting that Mike expects the Packers to score a lot of points in this game. I have to say, I think he's underrating the Bears' defense a little yeah. bit. And and here's it does. It's not even just about this year. Oh, he's putting the glasses on. Look. Yeah, because I'm starting to be blind again. Thank you, LASIK surgery. It's mainly because my computer screen's so far away and these things are small. But what I was going to say is, all right if you're going off uh, the last year's results, I could see why you think the Packers would score a lot of points. They scored 35 in the season finale at soldier field, and they scored 41 at Lambeau. But I would say in most years going back, the the defense has done a decent job against Rodgers. Like, I think we forget that like Rodgers is certainly, he has 55 touchdowns in his career against the bears to only 10 interceptions. uh, I put his record in my story. 25 is his record against Chicago Bears. Like he's had plenty of success, but it's not like he's blowing the Bears out in in most of these games. Go back to 2019. The Packers scored 21 points and they scored 10 points. In 18, they scored 17. In 24, in 17, they scored 23. And then they did put up 35 at Lambeau Field that year. Um, thirty in one of the games and 16, 26 in the other. But now we're starting to get into teams that were not very good, right? For the Bears, yeah. Um, I believe you're in the John Fox era of things. Yeah.
3: You go back Although to the f- home, the home, breath fire of homecoming game is in there somewhere. Yeah, that was
2: the Bears' victory, the uh, seventeen to thirteen win in twenty fifteen at Lambeau Field, and that was the game Rogers played the whole game, right? I believe so. Or was that the one? There's been so many Bears-Packers
3: games that they all uh, start to blend together now, except for like certain mm, moments in them. Yeah. Uh, if but, you look at what the Bears have allowed, too, um, other than what the Rams kind of exploding for a, a little bit in a game that was close, people forget that that game was close for a bit. But I mean, that was 34 points on the Bears' defense. After that, they what 17 26 by the Browns, but that game got away from them. 14 by the Lions. Nine from the Raiders. They missed out.
2: I'm just saying, like, it, it, it's not like Rodgers is usually exploding for massive numbers against the Bears. I mean, he's certainly, but I would say it's kind of like that Rams game, right? The Bears defense wasn't necessarily bad. I mean, they didn't play well when it was all said and done, but a lot of that came on, like, five plays. You can't plays. have those five plays; those will kill you. To have those busted coverages and things like that, and Aaron Rodgers will certainly be the one that kills you. And so, hey, maybe that's the scenario on how the the Packers do get to thirty points in this game. And and I did also say in that interview, I'm starting to like the over. The more we talk about all this, um, and we'll get to our predictions here in a second. I just wanted to point that out that there's been there's been plenty of games where the Packers still win. They still clearly look like the better team, but they don't even get to twenty points. Well, Mike brought up what the Saints did with the two high looks. Yeah. The
3: Bears have been very diverse in their
2: coverages. Yeah, they've done a good job mixing it up. Yes,
3: yes, they're mixing it up. Sean, this side's got a lot of things going on.
2: All right, let's get to our three big questions.
3: All right, number one. What will progress look like for Justin Fields on Sunday? Will there be any, let's call it significant signs of it, against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers?
2: I think so. I mean, I think especially when you hear the injuries that they've had, I think there's going to be opportunities in this game to get some more shots downfield. And there's some surprising numbers that have been going around on social media if you've seen them. But if you take out garbage time, Justin Fields the last couple weeks has been right up there in expected points per play on average. Um, And deep ball percentage too. That one really surprised me. He's up there like at the top in terms of percentage of throws downfield. Now, part of that's because, you know, it doesn't feel like the Bears go deep a lot, but they also haven't been having him throw a ton either. So when you actually do the percentage of his passing attempts that have gone downfield, it's quite a bit. So you start talking about a game where, I don't know, this feels like a game the Bears are probably going to be trailing again instead of having a lead. Are they going to have to throw more? If they do, that percentage of throws downfield, I think there's going to be opportunities. I'm just. I think that's what progress is going to look like for Justin Fields. I have a column up now, five
3: thoughts on five games from Justin Fields. And if you take out games one through three, sorry, if you separate games one and three, four and five, significantly different just in terms of EPA success rate, um, even traditional passer rating. You know, there's just um, signs of growth, real concrete signs of growth that you can find statistical evidence for. So it's just something to keep in mind. I think you're seeing it, and I just think back to like all these calm drops, if you will, but like misplays by the receivers. There was one against the Raiders where Fields is rolling out to his left. I think he targeted Allen Robinson. It was like a third and ten play. Like that needs to be a completion. That needs to be a ball that's caught by his best receiver, supposed best receiver. Um, I think those plays you'll start to 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 see hit on a bit more as their practices continue
2: to add up. Number two. Sorry, one just quick more specific thing. Also, take less hits. Yes. You're not going to come out clean. They're not all on him, but the ones where he's getting outside, that would be a sign of progress too. Don't take those hits. Protect yourself. Number
3: two. Set the overrunner on sacks on Aaron Rodgers. Like you mentioned in our conversation with Mike, they lead the league with 18. Set the over-under
2: for us, Adam. Um, I'm going to put it at two. I wanted to do one and a half. You got to think about the matchup. Rogers is very good at getting the ball out of his hands. He gets sacked, though. Yeah, he does. People, people forget
3: that. He's been sacked a lot in his career. He'll hold it. Yeah. I'm going two and a half. That's what I would say. You're gonna set it at two and a half.
2: Okay, and I would, I would take, take the under then. I because I think it'll be two. And I, I, I take the over. I think it's gonna be three. Okay. Well, then that's he's a good been, over under set two and a half because it's halfway between two and three. He's been sacked. Where is it at? Ten times this year. Okay. So that's uh, that's two per game. Mm-hmm. So it looks like I win that argument. Well, let's see on Sunday. <laughs> All
3: right, number three. Number three. Big picture question. Is this a real rivalry? Like, for real, real. And will Justin Fields be the quarterback who finally changes it?
2: So it is a rivalry in the historical sets. But I know where you're coming from on this question. It's funny you ask me this because, you know, the guys I'm in my fantasy league with, they're all Packer fans, every single one of them. And they texted me last night about this. Because they're they were genuinely curious, like do players really care about rivalries? Like, do they really like play harder? Do they get is? And my answer was, I think rivalries are real if there's legitimate bitterness in there. Um, and I don't think that there's been bitterness in this rivalry for. There's a while been now. trash talk though,
3: whether it's. Making Mitch Trubisky play quarterback. Or the same thing, was it Charles Woodson, who was very critical of Jay Cutler? Like, there's been shots yeah. from the team up north, right? The Charles Bears Woodson's just already been in the to... Hall of Fame, though, man. That's been a while, you know? Like, yeah, but those, like, I remember those. I know what you're saying, but they've, they're they allowed to take that shots because it's become
2: so one-sided. It really has. Yeah, I just, like... I'm not about to call the White Sox Astros a rivalry, but when you see a game played like that the other day, where like both teams are obviously not happy with each other, you got guys getting hit and there's legitimate talk and interviews in the media. Like that's, that's what a rivalry looks like. I don't know if that's going to carry on beyond just this one playoff series, but I'll give you an example. Like another example, I don't know if the Blackhawks Canucks is a rivalry anymore, but man, when those oh, two teams were facing yeah, each yeah. other in those years, and you wrote all about it, John's, like, in that great piece you did on the Hawks, was that last year, I think? Yeah, it, like that, that felt like a rivalry. Like it, there was legitimate bitterness. Like the Sedin twins are talking shit every day. Like it, it, I, that was cool. So where's that? Like I want to see some I, of that. But I it, think you know what it's going to take is the Bears actually having success and stop yes, being Michigan. Yes.
3: yes. I, I, <laughs> There you go. I I think what you have is like you mentioned your friends texting you. I this this is the time of year that I get the text message too from you and I have both spent some time in school up north. All right. So here was one the other day. Yesterday, six twenty three PM. You need any quotes about this lack of rivalry? That's trash talk, but it's it's the truth. Like you even hear it, like did you watch Aaron Rodgers' press conference from up there? Like yeah, he's saying all these he, nice things about he, Chicago. And he, but he gives off the same vibe, you know, like, I'm sure they don't like me, you know, Well, because they, they've won so much. So, no, I would say this isn't a real rivalry right now because it's been
2: so lopsided right. in favor of the Packers. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you. All right, that's a good question, though. I like that one. All right, we should do uh, Bold Predictions.
1: Bold Predictions.
2: There it is. Cole Komet.
3: Well, not only catch a pass in this game, but a touchdown pass!
2: Wow, for the Chicago Bears. That's pretty big.
3: That's a bold prediction. Bold, go bold or go home.
2: Bold prediction. Um, I this is I think this is bold. I think um, Justin Fields throws the ball over twenty five times.
3: Is that. Is that bold enough? That's Well, that's a, maybe a game plan getting away from the
2: Bears. but Well, then you can kind of see where I'm going with this, I guess. How many did you have last week? 20? And that was a game they were in control of the whole time. Maybe I'll say 30. Is that bold? 30? That's very bold. Yeah. I think they're going to have to. Because I think they're going to they're gonna be playing from behind a little bit. So, um, you want to go ahead with your prediction?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like everybody's going to pick the Packers again. Just like
2: last week, picking
3: the Raiders. So you? I'll be the... Yeah, just go ahead and do it. Adam that's Jones, right. go ahead. Thank you, Adam Woodman. I'm going to go 27-24 Bears. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> but that's the pick.
0: Uh, probably not.
3: Um, See, that's what we're just so used to. You know, yeah. like... We're just so used to, oh, the Packers are going to win. Who knows? The Bears have been playing nasty. Mike Heller gave you reasons to think that the defense or their defense has serious problems with all their injuries. Who knows?
2: Look, if the Bears can sustain drives and play as physical as they did against the Raiders, and I do like where they're headed in that direction, it's there on tape. In fact, it was even more impressive on tape than it was like when we, when Kevin and I were reacting live right after the game. Um, like you felt that during the game, you felt that physicality, and if you can bring that to this rivalry game, then maybe it will become a rivalry game. You know, like it's got a, They got a chance. Um, but until I see it, till I see them actually do it against Aaron Rodgers, until I see, and I guess that's the thing that worries me. Sometimes when they win, the blown coverage where the guy's running wide open downfield and drops the ball last week doesn't really get talked about in the same way as it did when Cooper Cup was running wide open downfield. It worries me that that still happened last week. There's still some of those plays sprinkled in. And when it happens with the Packers, you know how it ends. It ends with Randall Cobb breaking the hearts of the entire franchise in a Week 17 game. It's Week 6, though. Well, he's still on this roster, by the way. He's back on that roster. Where did he go
3: before? He took a little break
2: somewhere. uh, I think he was with the Cowboys. I was going to say Dallas. So, um... I got to go Packers until then. So I'm going to say Packers 20 to 17. Ooh. See, I feel like if it's a low
3: scoring game, the Bears are going to win.
2: Yeah, check that. 20. You know what? No, no, because I this is becoming one of those podcasts where now I'm saying things that don't match. Because earlier I said I like the over. The over was, I think it's 44 right now. So. We'll add more points. I think Packers twenty. Let's we're gonna have to go weird. Packers twenty-five,
3: Bears twenty. Yeah, the scores could be kind of yeah. strange in this game. Like, you know what I kind of see coming to to light? Like the Bears taking a lead, like even like a ten-point lead in this game. I know you're saying they'd be playing behind, but one of those classic come from behind. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers games where he just gets closer and closer and
2: closer and whether or not that they just can make the stop. See, that's where I think they're going to be in trouble. I think the Packers take the lead and that's where the bears haven't been in their wins. They had a huge lead against Cincinnati. They lead against the lions. They're playing with a lead for most of the game against the Raiders. I think that's where it's probably going to end up being the difference. So we'll see. It should be fun. Uh, let's pick these other games though. Uh, where, Where's our friend Patrick Finley. Uh, Don't know. Probably see him soon, though. Noon on Fox opposite the uh, Bears and Packers. The Bengals continue their NFC North tour. They finish it this week in Detroit. They play the Lions. The Lions are three and a half point home underdog. Bengals.
3: How do you feel about Dan Campbell crying?
2: Um. Yeah. I I, I don't know. I kind of like Dan Campbell, I think. I do, too, but... I
3: don't know. They're playing hard every game. The the macho NFL world. Yeah,
2: I get it. I get it. It's an emotional game. I can't figure out the Bengals. They did not look good against the Bears. That's the game I keep going back to. Like, are the Bears actually decent? Because if the Bengals are good, like, the Bears were clearly better. They almost beat the Packers last week. I... I don't know. I'm going to actually go with the Lions here, getting the three and a half. Okay. And it wouldn't surprise me if the Lions win. Would not surprise me at all. I think we got to come out hard and stay hard. Ooh, a classic one. Classic. Fox noon. This is not a classic. It's just a game being played. Vikings at Panthers. Panthers are a one point home underdog in this game which is an interesting line to me. You know, there are some numbers out there and indications that the Vikings might not be terrible. They've had some crazy games, like it's some heart the Vikings. Yeah. Every but year. It's the same thing with them. Isn't that it is Uh
3: kicking it, problems galore Kirk cousins being Kirk cousins.
2: Well, my cousins texted me asking me, um, if he should be just become a Bears fan, you know it's pretty bad. I, I told him I, I would not recommend that for his health, but it is pretty tough up there in Minnesota. This is an interesting spread to me, though, that the Panthers, who have taken a, a step back here recently, are actually home underdogs in this game. Yeah, Sam Darnold
3: isn't the Sam Darnold that we praised a few weeks ago on this podcast, but their defense is darn good. Mm-hmm. Very darn good. Look at any rankings you want. They're all up there at the top. Um, give me the Panthers winning this one.
2: Yeah, I think I'm going with the Panthers too. Um, but kind of a stay away situation. That, that line's weird to me.
3: All right, so two, two words, Aaron Rodgers.
2: Um, Hall of Fame. Two words. CBS noon. Chargers at Ravens a good game.
3: Yeah, I wish I put the overrunner in this one because there's gonna be some fireworks. It's gonna be fun awesome to watch. Offensive fireworks. It's gonna be fun to watch. Yeah. Two of the best young quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, uh John's household favorite. Um the, I'm the the Ravens, the Ravens. Are, Ravens are a three point favorite. Sorry, yes. I'm taking the Ravens in this one. Uh the I, I think that energy they have from their last their comeback win is going to carry over and like, the Chargers seem to be playing with fire a little bit. Their defense isn't very good. Um, give me Lamar Jackson in the shootout over Justin Herbert.
2: See, but two weeks ago, the Chargers' defense looked pretty good. And you know, that was against the Raiders. Um, but, man, Lamar Jackson is playing out of his world. I like the Chargers. I just getting three points. I think this is a good close game. I think the Ravens might end up winning, but if you're gonna if you're gonna make me pick, and I'm gonna take the team getting three, so I'm gonna take the Chargers. Okay.
0: And Kendall Fuller delivering for the Bears defense. Kendall Fuller is best when he's off and can
2: break on the football. CBS three oh five. The Cardinals at the Browns. It's a big game.
3: Uh, the Cardinals have had problems as of late. Um Have they? I, yeah, yeah, well they they barely beat the, the 49ers, right? Like 17-14, wasn't it? That's that? a
2: tough game. That's a tough divisional game. They they handled the In fact, their defense showed up big time. It did. It did. It did. I'm going to take they're
3: undefeated. I'm going to take the Cardinals in this one because I don't know if the Browns really believe in Baker Mayfield. Like I got to be honest. Yeah. This lack of a contract and you know what they do sometimes in games, I think it's kind of real. I know the Browns are favored, but give me the Cardinals on the road. Like, There's going to be pressure for Miles Garrett, but Kyler Murray, with his experience, has a better chance of escaping it as opposed to Justin Fields a few weeks ago.
2: Well, it's a little alarming to see the Browns give up the amount of points in the second half that they did to the Chargers last week because uh, yeah. Kyler Murray and that Cardinals offense can exploit it. So um that I'm gonna say though them coming home the Browns coming home back to Cleveland with the struggles they had they're gonna make those corrections ah man this I can't believe I'm like having to pick from either of these franchises it's tough but i'm gonna I'm gonna take the Browns I guess sounds convincing doesn't it very we win this game tonight, Adam Hall will be rhetorically dancing in the, with his verbiage. Two outs. Here's Luke Boyd pinch batting. Monday night, ESPN, 7-15, a rematch of a game last year which the Titans blew out the Bills. Kind of a weird result. The Bills, though, this time, back in Nashville... Are five and a half point favorite. So the Titans a five and a half point underdog at home. I'm going to take the Titans to cover, but the Bills
3: to win. No one's really talking about the Titans, are they? The Cardinals, the Bills. Well, they know, lost the to Bengals the Bengals. Getting a lot of yeah, yeah. I know, I know, but they're still pretty good, right? Look at the NFL's leading rusher. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to mean much against the Bills, who have one of the best defenses in the league, but. Give me the Titans to keep it this close, but give me Josh Allen in the victory.
2: Yeah, I'm going to take the Bills. I'm going to take the Bills to cover. I think if they can, um, there's always the 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 fear of the letdown game when you go into Kansas City and dominate the Chiefs. They clearly look like the better team. If they were coming back and playing this game like at noon on Sunday, I'd be like, yeah, I could see the Titans pulling us off, but the fact that it's another it's a, another big primetime game with all the hype, it's Monday night, like I think the focus will be there. I think the Bills are really good. Josh Allen's really good. That offense is good. The defense is good. I mean, the Bills really, they're, they could end up being the most complete team in football. Yeah, yeah. They they, they really could. So, yeah, I'm going to, until I see otherwise, I'm going to take the team that did not lose to the Jets two weeks ago. <laughs> hey, And Josh Allen's fun to watch in primetime. Yeah, he really is. He is. So uh, that's a fun one on Monday night. Can't wait to watch it. Some good games there. Bears Packers week. That's always exciting. Got to love it. Got to be excited for the weekend. Twenty-seven, twenty-four. You heard it here first. So if the Bears win, we'll give full credit to Z first prediction, and then full credit to me for pissing off Justin Fields, right? Correct. That's how it works. Okay. The power sure. and the influence of this podcast. It has grown.
3: No debating that. Yeah. But we'll see if it can actually have a direct impact
2: on this rivalry that's become lopsided. <laughs> Be more like Ohio State, not Michigan. Much as that pains me to say that, because you know my O-H-I-O. feelings about Ohio State. Yeah. I know. Alright, follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue at Adam Johns, NBC Sports Chicago for me, TheAthletic.com slash Hogan Johns. Plenty of coverage leading up to Bears Packers stuff you want to see. Highlights of dude just demolishing defensive backs. Get out of the way of Jason Peters, Jonathan Abram. You don't want that smoke. Oh man. It was a suplex, by the way. I think I said Superplex. Superplex, yes. Yeah. Uh, actually, I was uh,
3: close. Someone in the YouTube comments correctly called it a spine buster. That was more spinebuster. If you see the reverse angle. Yeah, we're talking about the James Daniels play now. I yes, st- that's switched. definitely more yeah. spine buster than rock bottom. So, tip of the hat to That okay. YouTube commenter.
2: But suplex was close. If I had said it, I said superplex. No. Right, no. Okay, sorry. That's not my see story. ya.
3: <laughs> no, another see ya. Bye, guys. I thought, you, I thought you set me up.
1: See ya. F*** you, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs>